0: Eight nine seven seven seven, or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting you've come to the right place it's the even
1: money podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezek.
0: Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money podcast presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, bunch of teams. I say the same thing all the time. You guys know what the deal is. Most importantly, you can and should follow me on all the various social media platforms at Ross Tucker NFL. You can be the winner of the spread the word contest each week all you have to do is retweet or like me or at ross tucker pod on twitter or instagram or facebook or you can just rate and review the show and send that to me that counts as well it's just a little thing that shows your appreciation it means a great deal to us i am not however the star of this show i freely admit that the star of this show is the one and only Steve Fezik, at Fezik Sports on Twitter, and only at Fezik Sports on Twitter is where he can be found, except no imposters. And Steve, you are generally an upbeat, happy guy. I am as well. I'm trying to stay that way, even though we will not have Big Ten or Pac-12 college football this
1: fall. Yes, and we wait to see if we're gonna have any football, but I gotta tell you, I'm an upbeat guy, Ross. I think there may well be a silver lining. The NFL, very well-run business. They are gonna swoop in, in my opinion, and if there's a void on Saturday, we are gonna see Saturday games. And also in Vegas, I think we're gonna see much more in terms of product offerings. On the NFL, if there's no college football, that handle would go way down. And these sports books, I expect we're going to be offering much more in terms of prop bets on players and derivative bets. So more opportunity for the better in the NFL.
0: Interesting. So two things. So one is if they're not going to get the college football handle, they're going to try to make up for it somewhere else. And you're saying that one way they would do that is just to even
1: offer up even more options on the NFL side. Yes, and certainly that's what I would do as a sports book. But remember, it's it's a lot easier to look at the sides and totals that everyone is dealing and just copy them as a, as a bookmaker versus getting creative and putting up unique props. When you put up unique props, oftentimes that's where you get some of the most outstanding bets that you can make.
0: Well, speaking of outstanding bets, we're going to get into it in a little bit. This is the first time we've ever done this. We've had done a deep dive on our best bets as well as our individual numbers on our officially graded bets over the last four years. Can't wait to share the data with you and the listeners. There might even be some listeners out there, Sean Grady from Australia or Steve Shalabo from Wisconsin, both of whom have been on the show, I believe. They might actually have even more detailed numbers than our friend, the Birdman, Todd Bergman. So we'll get to that in a little bit. I did want to ask just logistically, Steve, if anyone had any bets on any college football week one lines or
1: season win totals, they just get those refunded? Yeah, everything will be a refund because even if you bet a season win total, team, there's a caveat that says team must play their full schedule of 12 games. So if they only play 10 games – by example, it's a refund. Now, the one right. bet you still I, – I, I haven't researched yet. If you bet the national champion, it's a great question. I've got to research how the books are going to handle that situation.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, really looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to getting your thoughts on the other sports that have been going on so far. We're into the postseason now. With some of them like the NHL, NBA right around the corner, MLB. I tell you what, I think our guy Paul Roberts said this, Steve, and you have sort of hinted at it as well, that you know, these shorter season for baseball, there's gonna be more variants and there's gonna be more underdogs and teams that have a chance because of the, the much smaller sample size.
1: Yeah, so you see Detroit, you see Baltimore, you see the Marlins all in contention, and frankly, over 162-game season, that wouldn't last. But now with only a 60-game season, teams excited to play, we will see. We uh, With the expanded MLB playoffs, we are certainly going to see some below-average teams in the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, um, it's going to be really interesting. What about... Uh, I think it was last night. We had the uh, a million overtimes in hockey. I've never seen that before. Where there's so many overtimes that they had to postpone the game and say they're going to play the next
1: morning. I mean, that's that's the bubble life, Steve. Yeah, and if talking about a bad beat. If you bet the grand salami for total goals in hockey under, you're looking good, but now you've got no action because one of the games had to get rescheduled for today. Uh, basic strategy in hockey is to look to play game ones under and game sevens under, and I don't see anything to change my opinion on that.
0: Oh, okay. Talk about that. Why?
1: Game seven is obvious. Everything is on the line. And then game one, oftentimes you get two, two teams that aren't familiar with each other. And there's a little bit of a sparring, um, early situation where they don't want to make the first big mistake of a series and they're not as aggressive as they are, say game three or game four.
0: Interesting. Okay. It's funny. I was saying this to Joe Dolan on the fantasy feast podcast. Uh, We were talking about his running back tears, which by the way, if you play fantasy football, you absolutely need to listen to a guy like Joe Dolan on the fantasy feast, his running back tears. Are vital, absolutely vital, to your success and or failure uh, of fantasy football this year. And he was just—he had basically flyers colors on. I have flyers colors. You know, I'm a football guy, Steve, but I grew up liking the four major pro sports teams in Philadelphia. Uh, so it's just funny, you know, how quickly when Ben Simmons and Embiid get hurt and this Phillies' bullpen stinks, I can transfer all my Philly fandom directly to the Flyers. I mean, like, like, it only took two seconds. Sixers and Phillies, see you later. Let's go, Flyers.
1: Yeah, and here in Las Vegas, it used to be we had nothing, and now we got the Golden Knights and we got the Raiders. So when the Raiders start to struggle this year, we can look forward to how the Golden Knights will do next year. Um,
0: What about the NBA? Uh, Because it's been interesting to see how it's unfolded with the Phoenix Suns, some of these other teams. I know you had talked earlier about, you know, the Eastern Conference and the eight seed and all that stuff. Anything else about the NBA bubble or maybe even just how certain players or teams are playing
1: that has impacted you at all? Yeah, Portland has really come on. Here's a team that had arguably questionable motivation – Lillard talked about, I don't really want to go to the bubble if we can't make the playoffs. Well, Portland's likely to make the playoffs now, and that Portland team is playing a whole lot like the team that made the Western Conference Finals last year. Dame time has been fantastic. Gary Trent Jr. has come out of nowhere to being an ultra-solid starter, making more than half of his threes. He's only 21 years old, so here's a guy over the four-month period during the pandemic that has really raised his game. Nurkic came back from his broken leg. No one wants to play Portland, and guess what? It might be the Lakers that probably are going to have to play Portland in round one, upset alert. Wow, all right. What
0: about um, anything else, NBA, MLB, or NHL, we should know about? You've been taking action on that people should – should, should know about before we move on to a couple other things? You know, MLB,
1: let's talk Red Sox. Here's a team I played under 31 wins. I'm already planning to cash my ticket. They're 6-11. and 11. And I really think this is a team primed to have a horrendous season. They lost 80% of their starting staff. staff. Uh, Chris Sale went down, and Rodriguez went down to COVID. He's out for the year as well. They lost Porcello. They lost David Price. So here's a team with – Poor pitching, Eovaldi's their only starter back, and their pitching's a little bit worse this year than the last year. But statistically, it doesn't look that bad. But because of the condensed schedule and so many fewer days off and the Red Sox losing their four guys that had all their innings last year, I think this is a team that's going to have a gas bullpen and it's going to really struggle for the entire year.
0: Interesting. Um, Speaking of interesting, by the way, I don't know about you, Steve, but – You talk about it, I think, often when you talk about the fact that you are not an expert in certain other sports. So you lean on guys you know that are experts, which is why it's kind of cool that BetQL, who I talk about every week. uh, You know, I actually invested in the company a year ago. It's betting, algorithms, uh, analytics. They actually went out. And they just announced this, so I'm not like, this is not like insider information, but they went out and they bought the number one tennis analytics website and the number one auto racing website. So whether that's IndyCar, NASCAR, uh, Formula One. So it's awesome. They're basically just stockpiling all these great analytics websites that are focused on one specific sport and doing it really well and then combining all of them to betql really cool highly encourage you to check it out at betql.co and enter the code ROS20 for 20% off your first payment or you can just get the betql app either way they'll be like some of the tuckheads and go ahead and check out betql that's on some level i know this is a little different because it's a website with algorithm information but on some level that's kind of what you do right steve is you lean on expert information people that are subject matter
1: experts in certain sports oh absolutely and think about how powerful that is when you're betting tennis Oftentimes we're like evaluating, oh, LeBron James, how is his groin injury going to impact him and the team? Well, he's still only part of the team. Imagine in tennis, when you get information about an injury for a tennis player, and he's the only guy out there. If he's compromised, think about how much the line should move in an individual match. And if you've got that information and the marketplace doesn't, you've got some great bets.
0: All right, so we wanted to get into, Steve, our data, uh, and it goes back to 2016 in terms of tracking our, um, you know, what how we finished the year in terms of how many units we were up or down, and it goes back to 2017 in terms of our best bets. I thought it was interesting, and I want to get your take on it. Now, it should be noted that our buddy, the bird man, you know, he calculates when we're up by four for that week or down three or whatever, and then totals it up at the end of the year, and he tracks our exact record on the best bet. So we don't have our exact record individually or even combined, but we know what we've done from a unit's perspective. So, again, if Sean Grady or Steve Schlob or any of you guys have that information, we'd love to have it. But I thought this was interesting, Steve, because, you know, you never want to just look at it from one year. So over the last four years, I am up 60 units. You are up 64 and a half units. So it's a combined 124 and a half units. It comes out to being up about 15 units a, uh, a year for me and up about 16 units a year for you. Put that in the math or in the context and what that means.
1: Yeah, so if you're just betting $1,000 a game and you blindly bet on Ross's selection or my selections, you made $15,000 per year. Now, past performance is no guarantee of future success. So let me add that in the NFL, the last three to four years, I feel strongly the sharp sides have won more than they have in a typical four year period. And that certainly helped us just because you've got the right side on a game, which Ross and I typically do, doesn't necessarily mean it cashes. But we've avoided the really bad beats or excessive amounts of bad beats. We put out good selections. And what's interesting to me, Ross, is you're uh, you humble me saying I'm the star of the show, but you. Uh, You have done every bit as good as I have with your NFL point spread selections, despite it being my one area of uh, focus. And you've got, what, five podcasts now going on. So you could have been a professional gambler over the past four years.
0: So here's what's interesting. So I want to go back to what you said. So tell me the numbers again, if you bet a thousand or a hundred or whatever it
1: was. Well, we're averaging plus each of us plus 15 units per year. So that's. Fifteen thousand a year if you're betting a thousand a game. Got it. Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many people are betting a thousand a game. If you're betting a thousand game, talk to me. <laughs> we should be we should be friends. I would love to. So here's what I found really interesting about our numbers, Steve. I'll go through 2016 through 2019 for me. Okay. Up five units. Up thirty-eight units. Down nine units, up 26 units. So I'm kind of up and down. I had, you know, 2016, I was barely um, barely in the black. 2017, I was on fire, up 38 units. Probably put a lot of units on the Eagles that year as they were killing everybody. 2018, I was down nine units. So I'm sorry I lost you guys some money. I remember getting some tweets about that at Ross Tucker NFL. And then 2019, last year, this past year, I was up 26 units. So that's how we arrive at the up 60 units for me. For you, Steve, up 23, up 21 and a half, up seven, up 13. So the worst you did was up seven units in the black. So this is why you're a professional sports better. You are in the black every year
1: you don't have the highs that i've had but you also don't have the lows i think a lot of that may just be random noise though Russ. so i wouldn't take any like conclusion from a sample size I, I guess go no further than flip 25 coins um and record the results and imagine you're getting like plus 110 betting heads you'd be like oh i'm gonna win every single time no you're gonna lose some of the time because you can have a 10 head, 15 tail trial, et cetera. So just from randomness that can happen. I will say this, in years that I am not winning and I'm close to even, I really dig in and look to aggressively play more prop bets because my edge is bigger on prop bets. So uh, when I'm having a really big year, I don't really need to go into those prop bets, which oftentimes are a little less widely available and are difficult to find. But if I'm struggling to churn a profit, those are my bread and butters to get into the black. Yeah, and I, and
0: I will say on a weekly basis, you're better versed in this stuff than I am. You definitely are the guy that does more of the two-team teasers, more of the bets, and more of those things like that. I pretty much just do straight, total, and, and side. I mean, for the most part, although you'll do some teasers and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. And then I feel like every time I do
1: the teaser with you, Steve, it loses. Every time you do the teaser without me, it wins. Yeah, you've had bad luck with that. There's no doubt about it. One thing about NFL teasers, there was a time you could play a six-point NFL teaser at even money, and they were considered to be sucker bets. And what has happened is that the evolution of the NFL betting, the books got annihilated booking teasers, and they changed the VIG to minus $1.10, now minus $1.20. Some books even charge minus $1.30 on two-team six-point NFL teasers. So here was an advantage play that was really off the charts good that now is kind of somewhat marginal with the higher VIG being charged.
0: Got it. Okay. Interesting. Let's get to our best bets. Um, I got to be honest with you, Steve. I guess I thought that this number would be more impressive, but maybe you'll tell me that it is. I don't know. We only have it from the last three years. 2017, we were 46, 22 and 2, which is an awesome year. That's the year both you and I were, were up quite quite a bit. 2018, the year that I stunk, we were 20 and 26. So we actually had a losing record on our best bets. I don't remember that, but Uh, The Birdman does not lie. This is our grades. And then last year, we were 33, 22, and 3 on our best bet. So that puts us, over the last three years, 99, 70, and 5, which means we are winning at a 56.89% clip. Is that awesome, good, not bad, average?
1: What do you think? That is awesome, and the best way the best evidence I can give of how awesome that is is that we have football contests here in Vegas, the biggest one is the super contest, the one that I was lucky enough to win twice. but I've often put out a challenge to anyone who says they can hit fifty seven percent over the long run, where I say, "Well, go ahead and enter that contest. I'll bet you you can hit fifty seven percent in any one year." And I'll be honest, Ross. A lot of people talking about a lot of professional touts and bettors talking about, hey, I hit 60 percent. I hit 65 percent. I am still waiting for one, one person to actually put up money with you or anyone else that would hold it, that they will be able to hit over 57 percent in a documented contest like this. And I'm still waiting. And the reason why is that no one in the world playing NFL sides hits 57 percent real and no, like nobody like what about the year I was up 38 units over the long run my friends over their lifetime over their expectation now in any one year sure you can hit 66 percent you can hit 74 percent but over the long run the best what the pros strive to do the very best pros 55 to 57 percent is what they're looking for playing NFL sides now before people get upset with me, if you're betting NASCAR props, like how many yellow flags there are going to be, or your bet QL guys are betting on tennis matches, we'll throw what I just said into the garbage can. Now you can go ahead and hit a higher percentage in those lesser sports. So
0: that reminds me, um, we don't know how many, how many bets we placed in 2016, 17, 18, 19. But with us being up, me being up 15 units a year and you're up, Uh, more like 16 units a year. Do you have a guess off the top of your head about what our percentage probably was over
1: the last four years, each of us? You know, I'd have to go back and and take a look at it, but it sure looks like we're in the high 50%, right? So I would argue that's unsustainable going forward. And frankly, I would be perfectly happy hitting 54% each and every year. You can make a lot of money picking 54%. So as long as you hit 54, you're good. 52.4% you break even.
0: Got it. But 54% is when you're actually uh, making some dough. Well, by the way, I think people know this, but the place to place those bets DraftKings, America's top rated sportsbook app. Every week they have unbelievable new deals. This week, UFC new users, you bet a dollar to win 252. You bet $1 on either main event fighter in UFC for the opportunity to win $252. And then NBA, you place a pregame money line bet on a single game of at least $25, and you'll receive a $10 free bet to use on a live market within that game. So a live bet within that game, which is pretty cool. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. I don't know why anybody that listens to this show hasn't done it yet. Use code ROSS when you sign up, whether it's legal in your state or not. You can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when you're allowed to deposit in your state. Think about that. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code ROSS when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. My final question, Steve, as it relates to our numbers that we've been discussing, and that is, since I have a history only up five, up 38, down nine, up 26. Should people be fading me this year? Like, at what point is is someone having kind of a roller coaster up and down,
1: something that is a real thing, or is it never a real thing? Well, you're wearing San Francisco Giants colors today with your Flyers so you know, the giants were famous for being good in the even years i think it's just random noise i would look at the composite record and i might add in my industry everyone always loves to tout or talk about their great streak that they're currently on and how they're in great form and the truth is i think the best uh, indicator of how well someone's going to do in the future is looking at what their entire recent past is And maybe it wouldn't go back 20 years, but like the past five year history, similar to a mutual fund, I think is a lot more representative than what someone has certainly done over the past six months or or over the last two years. That makes sense to me.
0: Uh, Let's get to one question, actually, Steve. We haven't in a while. And again, if anybody has any more information, we like we like having this information. And and Steve, you said I should say that sort of every show. Right. I should say we're up. Uh, combined 124 and a half units over the last four years. We're hitting our best bets at a 57%
1: clip. I should start touting that more, right? Well, let's just say that you have underrepresented our record over the past four years to an epic proportion because of any other site that main focus was gambling had had the success that we have had. That would be like front and center um, being displayed, you'd have like a digital display above your head showing what that record was.
0: Yeah, you know what? We probably get even more listeners. I should tell people about that. We'll start to solve that now. I also should mention, you know, people can ask us questions whenever they want. You take advantage of any of our sponsors: BeckQL.co. Use the code Ross or DraftKings. Uh, get the sponsor, get the app, and put in the code Ross. You can ask me any question you want, and really on this show. You're going to be asking it of Steve. Let's get to Todd in Colorado. He's a frequent emailer, but he takes advantage of our sponsors. He said, why are the Titans given no credit in the betting markets, win totals, Super Bowl odds, division winner? Is it because of a lack of a betting fan base, or is it something else I'm missing? Value seems quite compelling. That's Todd in Colorado, which I believe is – either a legal state or is going to be a legal state
1: soon. Yeah. Titans, he brings up a good point that there's certainly not any public money that's on them. Tannehill's performance was awesome last year, but he has a questionable past history. I know a little bit of success with the dolphins. So the question is how good is Tannehill at quarterback And Derrick Henry, a lot of concerns. I think he had just under 400 total rushes, if you include the postseason last year. And there's the curse of the 360, I think. When a running back goes over 360 rushing attempts, they tend to fall off a cliff and oftentimes get hurt the the following year. So uh, can Tannehill continue it? And can Derrick Henry keep up his awesomeness? Those are what's preventing the Sharps from backing the Titans.
0: So, and I would add this to it, Steve. I feel like when it's a team like the Titans in that division, Colts were down. I know you and I disagree, but Colts were down. Texans and Titans were up. It just seems like, in my experience following the NFL, that next year, the team like the Colts bounces back up more often than not, and the Titans and or the Texans maybe both take a step back. It just – Unless you're like a, a Patriots or, you know, a truly dominant team, the Chiefs, it just seems like there's some yin and some yang there. And it might only be the difference between 8-8 eight and eight and 10-6, and six, right? Maybe the Colts are more like 10-6 and six and the other two are 8-8. Eight eight, but it just seems like that's what happens a lot in the NFL for the teams that are more or less
1: middling or even slightly yeah. above average. You know, it's a great point. I know you played for some middling teams in your career. Let me ask you, when you get a team like the Bills, for instance, that suddenly have their everything breaks right and they go nine and seven. Is it more a matter that things just kind of revert back to the the norm in terms of luck or does sometimes when you greatly exceed expectations as a team? Does the coaching staff take a step back and celebrate a little bit and maybe not be as hard on the players during the practices and the like? And does that impact them the following year? I don't think so. I mean, I, 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 I did not
0: experience that. I think if anything, they're grinding to get back to where they were or to improve on it. I just think there's something there with the psyche of some of these organizations where it's really tough to get over the hump. It's just, you know, even though it's pro football and it shouldn't be as baked into the reputation of winning and losing programs like high school football or college football where I went to a good high school, they just know they're going to win and the teams they play deep down know they're going to lose. And you see that in college a lot of times. The NFL isn't as much like that as college and high school at all. Not at all. But it's still there a little bit, Steve. Like, when you go to the Steelers, like, those guys just believe they're going to win. They're on the Steelers or the Ravens or the Patriots. There's just – I don't know
1: if it's conscious or subconscious, but it's there a little bit, I really believe. Yeah, it's a great point because look at the Steelers. I think they start 0-3 last year. They lose Big Ben. All right. It's going to be a 2-14 and 14 year. It's going to be a disaster. They trade for Mika Fitzpatrick. They go um, – they focus on winning in that year. Very much a skewer thing to do. If it was my Bengals, they would have just mailed it in. So, um, you know, interesting different team cultures. Next
0: week, we will have a special guest as we get closer and closer to the start of NFL season. Usually, we'd be talking about preseason week one bets this year. But alas, there is no preseason football, unfortunately. Great show, though. I'm glad we finally got to brag about our numbers a little bit. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We'll be back next week. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the
1: College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.